Praise the Lord, niggas. I will, actually. You should. Don't push me. Don't push me, all right? Because you're close to the edge? Listen, he's still good, you know. He's still good. He's not going to let you lose your head. Listen. (laughs) I did not come here to shout. Hey, girl. What's up, sis? Hey, girls and boys. Hey, friends, cousins, uh, nieces and nephews. Yes. Daughters and sons. Welcome, 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 welcome me, welcome you. Welcome back to episode 31 of Getting Grown, where we discuss all things adulting, uh, the trials and tribulations, the tests, the twists, the turns. Uh, and we just out here trying to figure out how to do it for real, for real, right, sis? Because who in the hell <laughs> oh wants God. an ashy soul? <laughs> I mean, truly, really, moisturize. Love you, Dustin. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you for the gift that you are. Dustin said that Hazel E looked like a Dodge Ram. Dustin said that Janet Jackson had a fidget spinner on her titty at the Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Dustin has said a lot of things Uh, and they have all uh, been gold. (laughs) What What are we going to do? How do we solve a problem like Dustin? You can't. You just can't. Um, But yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome back. Um, Listen, let's just get into this right now. Uh, We're late this week. We do know that. We appreciate uh, all of you who felt it pertinent to remind us. We we definitely announced it. We did. We did. Uh, We let you guys know. Unfortunately, uh, life happened super quickly. My sis was stranded in the ATL. She could not get back home. Could not. And uh, for that reason, we were unable to record the show Monday night as planned so that you could have your show on Tuesday. But we're going to make sure that you have a show this week. Yeah. So here we are um, recording episode 31 again. Jade is safe and sound. We thank you all for being so concerned. Shout out to everyone who was like, are y'all all right? I'm y'all good? still here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Thank you. Tisha Campbell. Toilet Tisha. Toilet Tisha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um. Yeah, y'all. Um, we appreciate y'all so concerned. We listen. Yeah. Hey, nah, I never. Nah, I still nah, blows my mind. Nah, blows my mind that y'all nah. that that as many people noticed that we were not in your podcast apps on Tuesday. And we um, are most we appreciative. Gonna, however, most, however, most, <laughs> howsomever, <laughs> Just like <laughs> I just want you all to know that a nigga was in the airport for a smooth four and a half hours trying to figure out how to get back to record for you all. Really, like dead ass was really like I was working hard to get back to New York specifically to record getting grown. I could have stayed in Atlanta till Tuesday. I did stay in Atlanta till Tuesday against my will, but I I like originally could. I was trying to get back for you all. We let you all know we was going to be late. And niggas was still like, y'all ain't coming? Or how far well, are you? I mean, in fairness, we did not let them know how late we were going to be. So people thought we was going to be a couple hours late or a day late. I definitely uh, said later this week. I for sure said later this week. Okay. Well, I'm trying to give it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be quiet. Definitely. I tried, y'all. I just okay. want y'all, when the door says push, push it. Don't pull it. You know what I'm saying? Reading. <laughs> reading. <laughs> comprehension. I think as a people... 
we could all do a little bit better about reading for understanding. That's it. You know what I'm saying? That's, you know, that's really all the same is. thing for listening. My brother always used to say, I always say I'm gonna put it on a t-shirt. Listening is a sign of intelligence. It really is. <laughs> so many of us don't really listen. You know what I'm saying? We just out here hearing. <laughs> don't be but offended. Really, you get on the you ones that you love. That's what I'm saying. We all out here trying to be better. <laughs> That's it. We are out here trying to be better. That's it. And um, speaking of, we've been receiving some emails, right? Some very interesting ones. We thank y'all. You know, the Getting Grown podcast uh, at gmail.com email inbox is always Poppington. Okay. Like I said. Um, and we appreciate that, right? We do. But there, there are some, sometimes, you know, I understand feedback is, is good. It's you wonderful. know what I'm saying? How are we supposed to learn and improve and grow without feedback? That's just like going to class and never getting no grades. So we, we understand Absolutely. people going to have feelings and criticism, constructive and not so constructive. But you need you know, an evaluation at work. I'm down. We you know understand. what I'm saying? Comprende. Uh, but there are some, you know, there's a, there's a difference between like feedback. And just straight up, like, hmm, how yeah. do I want to phrase this? Um, um, uh, <laughs> uh, feedback and just straight up, like, my mother always um, told me directives, <laughs> like directives, directives. We we get quite a few of those. Um, I should let me just say this. J- I, I owe apparently. I owe Jade an apology. You do not actually. <laughs> what I want. Okay. No, I, no. Wait. I'm going to cut you off now. I owe, <laughs> I'm going to cut you off quickly because. I owe Jade Nah, you don't. I just. Okay. So listen, we're just going to keep it real funky with you all. So like this show is, um, this is not an episode of the real world. Uh, Kia and I did not meet on the first day of production. All right. Um, right. We've been friends for years. Like, long time, long time, <laughs> um, long time. Like when her hair was long and permed. And Indeed. Relaxed. <laughs> um, I'm not a soft nigger. <laughs> so if I feel bullied or um, I, uh, like somebody's being mean to me, I generally have a, a way of being meaner back to them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. <laughs> um, I mean, I know, I know, I know that. So I, I know that it's hard to, to read some people, you know, if you're not familiar with us and not only just us, but like our entire friend, friends group, um, we're, we kind of, we rag on each other all the time. Nobody's um, nice. Like we just as a collective treat one another like trash and, and <laughs> out of love, like the sincerest, sincerest affection. I mean, not qualifying this or justifying this to anyone, but I, I, it had come to my attention that there were people who, who were concerned about the way that I treat Jade. <laughs> I didn't realize that I was treating Jade any particular kind of way. Me not allowing her to express herself, me telling her to shut up, me cutting her off. Listen, these are things a lot of times you know, y'all listening to the show is legit listening in on me and Jade's genuine, genuine day-to-day conversation. Organic. Um, <laughs> or, like, it's not, listen, I... I, I am naturally irritated. Like, I'm a natural troll. She. Tr- this is how Jade, sh- this is her love language. This is how she shows people that she cares for them. She does things intentionally to get on their nerves because she enjoys watching me react or I cut somebody out for it and the more people you react the saying? more I laugh I don't know if y'all notice that <laughs> I mean exactly exactly as much as I tell Jade to be quiet she just I allow, the laughs bellow <laughs> <laughs> they literally echo and get louder she isn't 
But listen, I know that there's there's a difference between our banter, the way that we exchange with one another. There's no, I have so much respect for Jade. I think she's an awesome person, an awesome mother. I would never, ever do anything publicly or privately to disrespect her. But as friends, when we get on one another's nerves, we could check one another. We could be honest. We could be genuine, whatever. Um, and we do, as we'll probably get into later in the show, there are there are areas in life where Jade and I don't agree. Yeah. But because we connect on other levels, because we share values, and because we have genuine concern for one another, we can disagree. Right. <laughs> and we can and, and it, Respectfully, and it's no love lost. So mm-hmm. I hope that those who are offended by the way that Jade and I engage uh, will take take this as, you know, as I mean, I, I, I thought for a long time whether or not we should should just not respond to it or pay it or whatever. But I don't know. I, I wanted to be clear that um, if there's any confusion out there, Jade is my friend. She's my sis. I, <laughs> I don't I don't treat her. I mean, nah. You know, it, even if I do cut her off and tell her to stop singing, it does not mean it that does not mean that I, that I don't like her. And it does not mean that she's going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm going to stop doing it either. Um, so, yeah. Your once. No, oh, here we go. Twice. Oh, yes. Three times a lady. I'm just going to let Jay sing the whole show. I'm done. All right. <laughs> I'm but done. Yeah. But um for not the young lady who wrote in, I hope that you are um not offended. Is, really? Like it's all love. It's love, but Kia and I've been friends and um I'm sorry that it makes you uncomfortable. We not the way to it true to it. This is this we've been friends. Yeah, it's man. it's a very sincere and organic sistership and so we've been cutting um, each other off for years. You just gotta deal with it. So anyway <laughs> <laughs> No shame. Keep listening. No, Hopefully, I won't no, uh, deter you from doing that. Uh, but if not, there are a myriad of other podcasts out here for your listening pleasure and delight. And I thank you so much for coming to my defenses. Indeed. Um, but I am. I'm. I'm a, I'm a real mean nigga. Like I really know how to get it in. Um, this is the same nigga that threw bananas at somebody. You threw a banana at somebody here recently. I did, and you did? and you'll hear about something else that I threw on Jaden XD this week. So oh, tune in, tune in for the you, latest. Yeah, if you have any if, any doubt whatsoever that I don't know how to handle my own, go ahead check that out on Friday. So <laughs> let's get into it this week. How was your week? And man, 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 my week yeah? was cool. My weekend was was you know. I had, I stayed home and did lots of work. I know I'm going to be on the road here uh, traveling the next few weekends coming up, up Ooh. until Thanksgiving. Mm. Um, so I took the opportunity to just enjoy my own little apartment, my own little space. I stayed home. I, I made use of the cable that I pay so much money for on a monthly basis. And um, I did work. You know, I had a weekend to-do list because I'm a real, real live adult now. I made a to-do list before I left work. <laughs> On Friday of all the stuff that I needed to do before Monday. Um, and, you know, I'm a real G because I checked all the things off. Hmm. I'm out here making boss moves. Hey. Um, but, yeah, I was. it was a low-key weekend. This work week has been um, full but productive. You know, same old, same old, same old, same. Word. How That's was ATL? Up. How was the uh, pop-up? How just, you know, fill niggas in? It was so good. We had a lot of getting grown listeners there. Um, so nice. 
thank you ladies and gentlemen for coming out and and uh celebrating with Santana and I for our very first for the culture catering pop up um as a duo. Uh it was a really good time. It turned into literally the dopest dinner party ever. It was lit. Love it. Um the ladies were very hype. They I had to have we had uncle and auntie jams uh provided by DJ Wally Sparks, my homeboy in Atlanta, um nice. who so graciously came out and DJed the event. So he was able to give them the auntie and uncle jams and then he turned it up because I turned to him and told him that I needed some nigga shit. So um, he started playing Gucci and booty music and um, it was everything that you want while you're eating pork. (laughs) So (laughs) it was a good time, but thank you guys so much. And to the lady with the Airbnb, I wish there was a way for me to shout her out without just like putting her address out there, but she was black owned. Um, If there's a way for me to like, link you guys i'm gonna try to do so in the description box if you're ever in the atlanta area um she's it's a super convenient area it's a very very cute house uh so we moved all the furniture out of the living room but we worked hard but it was it was very fulfilling it was very fulfilling that's awesome i love that um but southwest airlines pissed me off oh well the whole time i was three hours delayed going because of crew rest I don't even know what that. I was the like, do they need to take a rest? Nap? Sis, they, they, needed to they didn't rest. schedule that in the flights. Like they just delay it a six they o'clock probably in the flight to nine a.m. Well, they just were probably backed up. They might have been delayed earlier in the day. But there's only like a certain a lot of there's an a lot of number of hours that they're able to work per day. So that's fine. But don't schedule flights if y'all work too much. And then on top of that, when I was leaving Atlanta, my flight was delayed four times. Tell Four why times. You mad, why you mad. I was pissed. Tell why you mad, why you mad. I will. I was pissed. Four times the flight was delayed to the point where I was going to miss my connecting flight. And then the young lady behind the counter, I think she was young, but I don't know. Um, she said to me, okay, well, what I can do is reroute you to St. Louis and then to Chicago, but there's no guarantee hmm. that you're not going to get stuck in one of those cities. Hmm. What? So why would you try? I said, what are you going to put me on in which I can get home guaranteed? Hmm. Why would you even suggest that to me? Listen. Anyway, it's not Petty Peeves time. Sometimes the skies are not friendly, sis. You're, and they weren't this weekend, but it's fine because the, the party was dope. It was lit. And I really, really thank all of you guys for coming out and showing your support for not only um, for the culture and for Jade of All Jades, but for getting grown. Because they specifically were like, I listen, I was in the cook- I'm in the kitchen. We were plating and getting things ready. And I'm like, I'm here. Yeah, I listen to getting grown. Yes, and I was like, girl. yeah, nigga. Yes. <laughs> so um, shout out to y'all. To oh, well, when is the For the Culture Catering event in the DMV? It's actually very soon. We're planning Mm -hmm. dates very soon in um, D.C. and also in Chicago and New York, of course. So stay tuned for those coming very, very soon. You know, my birthday is coming up very soon as well. Oh, I know, sis. I know. And it's a big it's a big one for you. Oh, God. We don't have to talk about that right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there anything in taking out the trash this week that we need to cover before heading to the. well, Well, yeah, before we shout out the sisters. Oh, let's see. Uh, what happened this week? What did we miss? I think we missed the Gucci main wedding. I didn't miss it. I watched it. I, well, we missed it for the show. So, oh, well, true. Um, <laughs> what were your thoughts? I mean, I thought the wedding was, you know. Did we? <laughs> I feel like we talked we about it on the show. No? 
We didn't, sis, because we recorded last Monday. We talked about, okay, Um, I watched it, and it was $1.7 million worth of wedding. And it was 1.7 stars. Uh, I was high-key disappointed. I thought that it, I mean, you know, it was a little lackluster. There were, the quality there were high of points. BET's cameras. Uh, there were high points. I really enjoyed uh, Keisha's dress. Um, Did you? I liked <gasps> it. I, I mean, and I enjoyed that she hit them with the step touch down the aisle. She sure did. So y'all gonna get she into sure this did. step touch. I'm gonna march right in. This with a sully face. Professional. I did feel sully. like though it wasn't. I, I was expecting to feel a lot more love. Like I felt like both of them were standing up there like they was waiting on the number six bus. I I agree. I, I thought they were waiting for the forty two. But I feel um, like a, a one point seven million dollar event has to like it wasn't a wedding. It was like an event. Like it became a production. Um, they cut their cake with a sword. I mean, you know, grand, and but everyone's entitled to their own taste. <laughs> oh, I, um, no, no, that was the latest part of the wedding for me. I mean, it was exciting. Well, I was saying that in there a were things that manner. you know I thought were you know interesting to behold. Um, I will say that uh, there was a a, a fumble <laughs> by my homie uh, Toure Roberts. He fumbled. And I felt like I knew what he was going. I knew what he was going for, but words mean things, right? So he didn't say what he was going for. So when he was talking about like the inconvenient love, I I felt like I knew what he was trying to say that you know their love she was, there was for resilient, him when he was up. right? His love, their love was resilient <laughs> and able to withstand inconvenient circumstances. Um. She was his ride or die. Right. When he was like she like the, the hold you down. Like love is supposed to stand through and you know, through difficult, inconvenient things. But the love right. itself is not necessarily inconvenient. <laughs> um, I felt like right. I knew where he was going, but that's not what he said. And that's not, not what, he, what said he said at all. Uh so I don't know. I mean, I don't want to sit and critique, uh, but I thought it was it was cool. I I, I did. I'm I don't regret watching it. Um I thought everyone looked really wholesome and pure and saved in their white. It, it, it blessed me. <laughs> um, I was disappointed with the camera quality. <laughs> it looked like it was filmed at the Brown Sugar. I was for disappointed such with the host wedding. With the whole, the whole, that uh, 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 Carucci uh, and that other young lady. What's his name? Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was so sick of him. Like, why couldn't we like both of them? Did we really have to have that? Like, did we really? And I just felt like who they who they picked to speak was dry as Hazel. Why East would Foundation. they really want like for what? Why would they feel like we needed to hear from Kim Zosiak? Why? I don't need to ever hear from ever, Kim Zosiak ever at all. Never, never. Or her daughter. Um, or that other young man that's on Gucci's label who couldn't talk with the speech impediment. What's his name? I, I was just like, I why do they know, keep asking him questions? I don't ever need to see that nigga <laughs> speak a word in my life. I don't ever need to see him utter a breath. I was like, all the people at this wedding, they decided to speak to these people? Like, why? 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 Why for? He is on the, he's got the same reading comprehension as Noah. I was struggling the whole, I mean, it was cool though. I, I, I am puzzled as to why. The wedding comes first, and now we have to go back in time to see her plan the wedding, like because logistically. This reality. But show. I'm saying, but like it seems like wouldn't the reality show, reality show, but a reality show lead up to the wedding? 
I would agree, but I guess they they just had to show the wedding on ten seventeen. And as a Gucci evangelist, like I appreciate them doing so. Um, I was looking forward to this. It was a very big event for me personally. Um, I have so much support for Radrick. He's one of my favorites. Why didn't he, he let his one mama of- come? I don't know. And, I mean, I'm sure that there's a reason. I don't want to judge because, you know, and, it's got to be a reason. If you don't invite your mama to your wedding, there's got to be a reason. <laughs> or your brother. Or your, or your brother. brother. Uh, I mean, I don't want to assume, but. I, it's, there's some, there's a reason. There must be a reason. <laughs> so I don't want to say reason. one way or another, but it is a question. Like, okay. It's a question. <laughs> Um, I would like to know the same. How come your sibling and your Mom. mother and your child mm. weren't there? But maybe the mama wouldn't let the child come. So that's just a question. But again, as a Gucci evangelist, um, I was very disappointed with the camera quality. Um, I will say that one million times because I was very disappointed with the camera quality. Uh, it was it was like when your iPhone turns yellow at 10 o'clock. Okay. All um, right. Well, Gucci like also today um, was on the New York Times bestsellers list. So Gucci is a yes, back on top selling author. I thought that was pretty cool. Hey, Gucci. I think that's pretty. I am. I'm here for his glow up. I, his glow up is so hard because one of the things that my husband and myself connected over was Gucci Mane. Yeah, my sis is nodding in judgment. I'm not nodding and, in judgment. Uh, I'm nodding. <laughs> I'm nodding. I was actually agreeing. Was, like, yes, I remember. I remember. <laughs> it, was a, it was a lot of nigga shit that connected me with myself. I husband. remember. You telling me um, about me to Tristan. Like, we would talk about Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, really, he was, he was really, uh, he was really impressed with the fact that I was a Gucci fan. And then when I made a killer, a killer season reference, he, he lost, he, I was wifey. You know what I'm saying? But, um, I've been a Gucci and his glow up is so hard. That I posted him when he started riding bikes and all of that. He was on his bike and all of his bike gear, smiling with those with those teeth. All fifty seven thousand of them. And my husband's not a jealous nigga. And I got a text message immediately when I posted it on my Instagram because I posted and said mood. I got a text message immediately. No, I got a phone call. He was at work. Who is that nigga you just posted on your Instagram? <laughs> Well, who was and when I tell you, I hollered in laughter, and I was like, "It's Gucci!" And he went back and looked. That's how hard the glow up is. We thank God. That's how hard it is, and I'm here for it. Time is filled with swift transition. That's for all the church that's it. out there. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I think that's all the trash. Well, I don't want to say that uh, Gucci and them is trash. Uh, no, no, that's just what I we don't say. know. What other? What other? Oh, but you know who is. News? We should forty five. Forty five. Um, I just want to say first of all, can we just have all, a moratorium on like all forty five discussion for a little while? I need a break. But this is really not about him. Right. Um, it's more so about the widow, Maisha Johnson. I wanted to shout her out because she's really going through it, and to have to deal with this foolishness on top of losing her husband while she's pregnant, I think it's absolutely disgusting. And so um, I just want to take a moment to to offer our deepest um, sympathies, condolences, and prayers for her. Absolutely. Um, in this difficult time and uh, 
fuck him and everybody else who has something to say negative about it. Just know that you have support from the people who who really are out here for you. We're not worried about them. They don't exist. It's not my president. So that was it. True indeed. What if that was like? Oh, and shout out to the stripper strike, NYC. I support you. I stand behind you, sisters. The strippers are on strike. They're on strike. They're 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 upset. Why? Because um, the the darker skinned strippers are not getting. They're being discriminated mm. against in the Terrible. clubs. Um, and the bartenders, they're not hiring, uh, darker skinned bartenders. What? They're only hiring light, light skinned ones who are stealing the strippers money. What? Um, and are allowed this is really to dress happening the same in 2017. This is really happening. I saw videos of, and I didn't know who were the dancers and who were the bartenders. And that's a problem. Um, because as long as I've been going to the shake club, which has been a long time, um, it is. I, we've been able to differentiate what's happening between here? dancers and the servers and the bartenders. And so, for the bartenders, and as a bartender, in her spirit and in time, I do not condone you all stealing from the dancers because this is their way of making money. And so, I support them. So, shout out to the hashtag Stripper Strike NYC. I stand behind the dancers. Well, all right. My sister's popping right now, like. Oh, all right. It's time for shout out to my sister. <laughs> oh, look who wasn't I was on late. time. Uh, I had another tab open. Mm. I would appreciate if you reserve your judgment. CP time. Shut your mouth. That's usually what Shut happens to me. Shut your stupid mouth right now. It's generally what's going on when I'm late. Ooh, I'm about to. Ooh, I had to get you back. Girl, relax. You proud? You want a parade? What you want? A dollar? A pickle? What you need? Yeah. Sure. I love oh all of those gosh. things. Anyway. Sour, please. Anyway. Or whatever. And shout out to my sis this week. We are uh, actually shouting out a, a, a business that's near and dear to my heart. This is a great segue from my petty pee from last week for all, all of the Band-Aid feet of America. <laughs> um, I was uh, contacted by several, actually. Uh, a couple of people sent me links to different companies that offer new shoes for women of color. But I had the opportunity to engage with one uh, young lady in particular. The uh, partners, uh, she and her brother have a business where they sell specialized in new shoes for women of color. Their website is www.3028.com. That's uh, actually spelling out all those numbers. T H I R T Y. T W E N T Y E I G H T dot com. <laughs> um, all their information will be in the description box below. But house number 3028 creates nude shoes customized in six beautiful shades for women of color. It was created by uh, Thressa Smith and her brother Norell when he went on leave to take care of her while she had back surgery. House number 3028 is named after their childhood house. Um, that they lost uh, due to bankruptcy that they plan to buy back. Um, they offer oh. um, uh, six shades uh, for women of color. I said that already, but they also offer sh uh, shoes um, of all of various heights. So for those uh, of the Kitten Heel Brigade, you can get your your nude shoe uh, or the, and the two inch heel. They have a two inch, a three inch, and a four inch. And Ooh. coming soon for the thoughts like myself. 
they will be featuring a five inch pump. It's actually four and and hey, hey. <laughs> I'm like, girl, what I'm gonna do with these uh, Fisher Price, my first pumps? Because if you're gonna wear a heel, if, wear if a heel. If you're gonna have a shoe, honey, let it be a shoe. Um, even if you're walking like Mr. Tumnus, <laughs> no, I will not be walking like Mr. Tumnus. I will not. Or I'm that, not, but I, yeah, I don't believe in yeah, getting hills. Listen, no pets allowed. Keep your pets at home. I don't want to see your pets in the street. There are no pets allowed in this establishment. I don't want to see your cats. Keep your cats at home, okay? No kittens. No kittens. As long as the Lord allows me to stand tall for Jesus, I will. Okay? And a five-inch pump. You understand what I'm saying to you? And I just like to be the height that I am on the inside. Oh, is so. that, th- okay, sis. I'll let you have that. I'll let you have that. You know what, you know I'm, what saying? I'm saying? Like, plus, Kitten Hills are dumb. dumb. And, and, like, and, why and are I you? feel like they're louder than everybody else's. Like, get somewhere and sit down <laughs> with this old piece of shoe. Girl, get somewhere and get <laughs> off my face. With this little still. What are you doing? <laughs> what you doing? This, this little, this little, uh, what's the little ladders called? The little step ladder. It's a step ladder shoe. Um, <laughs> it is a stepping stool. Okay, I'm gonna be 80 years old in a wheelchair in a in a pump. If okay, if I can't wear a pump, that's I'm my gonna Nana. wear a Jordan. I promise. If I'm not, if, if I'm not, gonna, if I'm not be able to wear a real shoe, I'm gonna be in a sneaker, a flat. I'm gonna be a granny in some Tim's. Early, I know I am. early. Um, but I'm gonna do it granny while I have Tim's. this chance. Uh, so yeah, everybody go to uh 3028.com and. For our getting grown listeners specifically, you can get hey. free shipping on your order if you use the coupon code Send Nudes. That's S E N D N U D S. Send Nudes. You can get free shipping on your order. Everybody go to house number 3028. Check out the shades. I'm sure your nude will fall into one of these six shades. I'm pretty sure that mine will too. Um, I yep. spoke to, I, I hope I'm saying it right. Uh, Teresa, is it? I don't know, girl. I hope I'm saying it right. Teresa, 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 Teresa and Narelle. I spoke to Teresa today, actually. Um, very sweet girl. Uh, she supports our show, and she's starting this business with her brother. She's doing this full-time on her own, um, and I want to support her. So you guys check her out. If you like what you see, then be sure to order your nude shoes today. Send us pictures. Tag us on the gram. Let us know what you think. Uh, my 4.75-inch pumps are in the mail. Hey, and I will keep you guys posted. Wait, they are. Wait a minute, girl. Speak wait a minute. Grievance. Speak your grievance. Oh, Speak oh, your grievance. Okay, okay. Salad gate 2.0. <laughs> Salad dressing gate. Speak Teresa, your Teresa, 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 Teresa. <laughs> Where are my shoes? How come Kia gets shoes and I don't get shoes? Is it because my nudes? are generally available. Well, let me tell you something. I ain't oh, got none. And why does, I want to know why Kia gets shoes and I don't get shoes. I want tell shoes. Not That's fair. It. How am I going to wear the shoes and be able to tell other people to buy the shoes and their shades of color if I don't have valid, the shoes? Valid argument. Valid argument. But I feel like Teresa and Norell is going to hook you up just like they hook me up. You know what I'm saying? Just like they hook our listeners up with this coupon. Me want shoes. <laughs> Zapatos. <laughs> so you like Spanish and Jamaican at the same time? Okay. Yes. I mean, well, you know yes, I you am are, in actually, real life, but truly. still. Um, but yes, <laughs> y'all, Jay, go ahead, pick your. I'm gonna tell you what your shade is right now, sis, because I know it. it's honey. Oh. Uh, 
Oh, is it? Your shade is funny. Yeah. Go ahead and, and I'll get take your that. get your um get your new chew. That's not disrespectful. At least it's not. Hey, thank you, Teresa, for, for, for at least bisque. making my yeah shady <laughs> bisque cashew sand dunes. You know what I'm saying? Like I I appreciate that. I really sun 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 arise. <laughs> I'm glad that you <laughs> like. I really appreciate the fact that you named my shade after something that is wonderful and sweet. But I want Do one it. or two. Listen, girl. We will figure this out. We'll get to the bottom of this. But in the meantime, in between time, y'all make sure y'all go to 3028.com for all of your nude shoe needs. They also Support come in. They business. have patent leather and they have a mat. Pick your pleasure, ladies. Mm. Pick your pleasure. And I'm, I'm anxious to see what they look like on the foot. Because, you know, uh, the vamp of the shoe. We can talk shoes for a long time. But I'm interested to see how the vamp of the shoe plays on the foot. You know what I'm saying? Toe cleavage or no toe cleavage is what I'm, I'm after. But I'll keep you all. Are you a toe I'm cleavage I'm not girl a huge no? toe cleavage girl, but I don't like. I feel like if we go too far up, if you don't have a little bit, you're bordering on uh, Deaconess Senior Usher Board number two shoes. You have to show. I like my butt crack tied in. I like it tucked in. A little in. bit. I like my shoe crack tucked in a little a bit. A little bit, but I don't need all, like, I don't need all toe cleavage. I don't need all toe nah. cleavage. That's yeah, weird. It's a lot. That's what my lubes do. Most lubes like do it. that because uh, Christian Louboutin specializes in ridiculous, like the vamp. It's like you're wearing an open-toed pump, essentially. He, I don't know. All I know is he specializes in whatever the opposite of comfort is. He said, is. listen, he said yeah. that he's not here for your comfort. He wants your foot to look like sex, and that's what it does. Yeah, well, you stand by your word. Oh, don't yes, you, he does. <laughs> oh, yes, he does. But yes, uh, that's the shout out to my sis this week. Y'all may be sure to check out uh, the website. Let us know what you think. Um, and uh, yeah. I'll give y'all my testimonial when I get some that's shoes. It. That's it. <laughs> oh, girl, you mad? You are bigly <laughs> mad about it. I know you're not talking to Listen, me. but I had got my salad dresses though, didn't I? And did. And they was gooder than a mug. They aren't they? Oh my god, I'm almost I had out. used them to season some um some um what was it? It was it halibut? Girl. I made some sauce for a meat. It for was a delicious. Meat. You said that very anyway. <laughs> I made some sauce for a meat. <laughs> for a meat. You had meant that. I made I some sauce for a meat. I make sauce for the day. Okay, let me stop. <laughs> 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 freestyle go off oh, but okay. <laughs> oh so before we get to kitchen table talk we need to actually go back because i forgot to ask you if you had received your invitation to the to another wedding that had taken place in this week's celebrity news Oh, you left a chicken wrapper in the trash overnight. Stinks. Mm. We take the trash out at the top of the show um, so that the show doesn't stink. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's funky because, because that was stupid. Well, <laughs> um, so I don't know. Dumb. Allegedly, Tony and the Birdman got married. <laughs> mm. And I don't know. What are your thoughts? Do you have any? I don't really care yeah she she married satan i don't mm. really the devil <laughs> i don't 
I think that's dumb. I don't but really Tony either. says a lot of dumb shit, so I don't. She says some really dumb stuff. I don't. I don't really have anything else outside of it until I actually see it. I believe it because she says dumb things for herself. We've heard say? them come out of her what mouth. She said that's dumb. that dumb shit about her her uh, her um, civilized divorce, aka white, aka Caucasian divorce. Oh, Tony from. That's what she said, and I think that was dumb as hell. Um, I feel like we give Tony a lot because she gives herself a lot. Like she wants to give diva, grand, dumb of all things, but Grammys are upstairs. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. She is very much a hood rat from Maryland. <laughs> from Maryland. From, from Baltimore. Baltimore. Like outside, I think Severn is actually where she's from. So Worse. In which case, if she married Birdman, then I'm not entirely... Uh, <laughs> I'm not entirely surprised. But I will like... I would... I don't want to... I mean, allegedly. I'll keep saying allegedly until we have a confirmed uh, story. Eat my whole body. I don't give a motherfucker. Put some respect. I don't on it. agree with that. I don't really. I care. think that's terrible. I don't care, but I still think it's stupid that Tony and Birdman got married. Yeah, I thought she married him. That's dumb as hell. But I mean, they dumb. make each other happy. He's he's the devil. He makes everybody happy. The devil transforms oh, no. himself into an the angel devil of light. Make me happy. Oh no, he does. No. Well, you know what I mean <laughs> when I say it like. I'm saying, like, the nigga shows up and pretends to be, like, little glittery and glittery and shiny things. Like a ring. I don't want to call a wedding ring. man the devil. I will. What did he do to you, sis? He didn't do nothing to me, but he don't pay his employees. He steals. He's just all around just terrible. I didn't know any of that. Maybe not as bad as Puffy, but. Oh, did he, did he? Take that. I don't know what it is, but that Sean, that Sean Combs has a special place in my heart. These videos him and Cassie have been putting up, I've been trying so hard not to like them and I just can't help it. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's because he from- They're just damn the homeboy. He from Mount Vernon. <laughs> but, um. Mm-hmm. He's also, he's also not a good person. That- he would make you walk across the Brooklyn Bridge. Let him fight. Cheesecake. <laughs> cheesecake. cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody need to put that Let on or something. I cancel my cable for that. Dylon, 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 and Dylon. Where's Babs? Let them fight. Let them fight because I'm tired. I love Babs. Where is Babs? Babs probably got a job at the bank or something somewhere. She really does. She's tired of y'all at Carver. <laughs> All right, girl. <laughs> Can we get around the kitchen table now? Because Queen Sugar about go. to come on. I'm about to miss it. So this week around the kitchen table, we're going to talk about us. Because, you know, us as a generation, millennials, <laughs> this is a show about people who are getting grown, navigating, you know, adulthood. The millennial generation is very much in that space. And I feel like it's something we should talk about because everyone has opinions about what millennials are, what characteristics we have, how we act, how we behave. Um, and I think they talk about us so much that we should be, we should have some conversations about we should be able to add our own two two cents and Ourselves. three cents and five cents about, you know, who we are, what we feel, whether or not we agree with what's been said. Um, I just thought it would make for good conversation mm-hmm. to kind of talk about, you know, what it's like to be a millennial from our perspective and kind of look at the differences in the way, you know, differences between the way we see ourselves and the way that other generations are talking about us. Um, so I guess right. we can... <clears throat> I pulled up... 
some websites. I will, if I can remember uh, where they where they I got them from because I printed these out a while ago. But I pulled up some websites about millennials, explaining the different characteristics of millennials. Um, who are the millennials? Let's define okay. millennials first. Yeah. So the millennials, which are also known as Generation Y, are a demographic cohort following Generation X. There are no precise dates for when this starts or ends. Um, it's tip, but gen- typically they use the early eighties, um, as early as 1980. Some people say 81, um, as the starting birth year in the mid nineties to early two thousands as the ending birth years. So that is technically the so definition of the a millennial. 80s, and, uh, if you're born in the eighties and, and, and then, or the nineties, then you're a millennial basically. Um, yep. They up say to up the to the early two thousands. So. I will, um, so, okay, needless to say, the people who wrote these uh, list of characteristics of who millennials are, are not millennials. So, um, no, they are they're baby more, boomers. Uh, more <laughs> uh, generation Xers or baby boomers. Generation Xers being yep. individuals born uh, from 1962 to 1981. And baby boomers being individuals born from mm-hmm. 1946 to 1961. So, all right. Word. I will read some of these characteristics. We can talk about whether or not we agree with them or disagree with them or how our experiences compare to what these characteristics are. And then um, we will share our own, or what, how we feel, how we would describe ourselves as a generation, Jade and I. And after that, we'll get into some of the things that you guys said when we asked the question on the Twitter on the Twitter sphere earlier this week. Sound like a plan? Word. All right. So number Sound one, like a plan. Special. The characteristics of the millennial generation, the first characteristic here is that millennials have always been treated like they are special or important. They are very narcissistic. Uh, they're, the, they're the generation of children mm. that has been the most wanted. So parents have celebrated every milestone with celebration and praise. Um, they celebrated every celebration, really? Okay, so. Uh, they may carry a sense of entitlement <laughs> about them and have an expectation for f- frequent positive feedback, um, and they don't really respond to negative feedback well or at all. It's been instilled in them that they are mm. vital to the nation and to their parents' sense of purpose, and they feel that they are here to solve the world's problems the o- that older generations have failed to solve. They may have they may claim to want privacy, but they crave attention. So what are your thoughts? Mm. Do you think that that's a crock of bull only? I agree. Or do you agree? Um no, I, I agree with parts of that. I do think that uh, millennials have a, a tendency to to be very narcissistic and make things about them. And and um we have platforms now. So I don't I don't disagree with that either. A lot of people have platforms. They probably have too much platform, too many soapboxes. Uh, but I feel like niggas been so, standing on soapboxes for a really long time. It's just now um, you're able to be seen by so many people who don't know who you are and can chime in um, on your life. Agreed. I also wonder if you know. I mean, I guess you can say this about every every characteristic that we will talk about, but it makes me wonder, like. I don't know if that's just a characteristic of our generation, like in who we are, or is or it just humanity. that other previous generations didn't have the level of access to uh, different platforms or stages? 
um, th- th- that that's than a good we point right now. And that in in which case, like, you know, like, wait, I don't know. I have I have a, this will come out as we continue the conversation, but I feel like nothing is new under the sun. A lot of the things that people do now, they've been doing it. They just were doing it in different ways. Um, so I I do agree though right. that um. This generation of children uh, were uh, like really special to to to, to their parents. Um, I think that <laughs> I know I was. I a would mistake, say that. I, don't, I, I mean, I just I feel like the ways certain. that I don't know. I I think I don't I don't I know was whether planned. or not I was playing. My mother's never uh, shared with me um, whether or not I was an oops, but. Uh, I don't know. I guess, I mean, even in looking at other, you know, in my family, in my friends, I feel like babies are a little harder to come by these days. I think that it's not as, um, it's not as uh, focused on, it's not, it's not made as um, important for people to get married and have babies in our generation as it was in generations prior, which I don't necessarily think is a negative thing. No, but I mean, even in the sense of like... Made a priority. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm not articulating this the way that I mean it, but I, I don't know. I think... I do feel like moms were really excited to be moms <laughs> um, during during our generation. Like when our moms were... were, were when, we, when we were younger... I just think about, like, it seems like there was a lot of, like, um, I don't know, like, parents were, like, really excited to be parents. I don't know how else to say it. So I I do feel like children were prizes. There was lots of, lots of, like, oh, my gosh, that's my, that's my son. That's my kid. Like, get whatever you want. I think Generation Xers had to live through baby boomers who were products of, previous generations that had to live through the depression and stuff. So I think, especially in, in mm-hmm. African-American communities, you know, as we've been able to get more education, more access to um, wealth and, ex- and different experiences and, and all kinds of things, we're able to afford our children with things that we were not able to have before. And as such, I think, yeah. you know, we probably got things that the generation before us didn't get. Absolutely. And we'll get to that too. We will. Um, yeah. Anyway, so the the next one is oh, so wait, I did want to say though they feel that that they are here to solve the world's problems that older generations have failed to solve. Um, there's a shirt out there that says, um, it's a disrespectful shirt, but it says, um, I'm, I'm, not not my my gran- yeah, yeah, yeah. "I'm not my ancestors" or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not my yeah, grandfather. Yeah. I'll you can catch these hands. Yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah. something along yeah. those lines. Um, and that is, uh, I guess it's that teeters on the line of narcissism, but also hope. I mean, I guess it's kind of that fine line of wanting, I guess that's not the best, that's not the best way for you to uh, express that. I, I guess I understand what you're trying to say, but that's not the best way to, to express it only because there were a lot of things that previous generations before us had to deal with that we don't have to deal with. And there are things that we are having to deal with that previous generations that we, we see how things have not changed even in 2017. Yes, but I also feel like this speaks to the things that we value as a generation. So I feel like uh, right. this generation does not 
as much. I don't think that we give as much deference and respect to history. And, right. Um, I agree. To, to a and, lot of and things. And we don't, many of us, I'm not going to speak generally, but many of us don't really have knowledge of, like you were saying, some of the things that other generations have had to go to go through. And as such, right. we make light of um, certain things. Um, and, you know, that whole narcissism and individual individualistic, uh, you know, that nature, that being more inclined to go for ourselves versus being um, more acknowledging of the collective experience, which is a trait of previous generations. I think that, that that's what that more speaks to. Um, so, right. yeah, I don't, I definitely feel like, you know, they feel that they are here to solve the world's problems that older generations have failed to solve. I kind of, I don't know. I, I think that I get, that's a little I, harsh. I, don't, I don't see I'm an early millennial though, so and I'm a millennial raised by a baby boomer, right. so I think that my experience is going to differ a lot from a baby uh, a millennial that was you know born in 1998. Um, <laughs> Very so, much I so. Mean, I know Bobby exactly. Brown songs, uh, but I also <laughs> feel like you know. So I feel like there's there's a wider range, and I think there's more variation in this generation than there has been in other generations. So I don't want to spend all the exactly. time on the narcissistic one, even though that's probably the biggest. <laughs> I mean, because I we have I, uh, a generation. That's... I mean, a whole like Instagram wouldn't be Instagram if we, if if we were a narcissistic generation. If but that's we're... like selfies. Exactly. Come on. Um, selfies. So the next characteristic. And now selfies with a C. <laughs> oh God. Um, <laughs> the next characteristic is selfies. sheltered. Uh, millennials were highly protected as children. They grew up in a time of increasing safety measures, such as car seats, baby on board signs, school lockdowns. And I will add this, this is not here, but I feel like millennials also grew up in the time of like Columbine and all of these other crazy yeah. things that were <laughs> taking place where parents yes. would be super protective of their kids. 9-11, come on, all these craziness. Um, I kind yeah. of agree with that. Uh, um, they were rarely left unsupervised. I, that's a lie. <laughs> that's a lie. I had a house key Bruh, at like seven, eight. I don't believe tops. that. But I do feel like maybe that's like, um, that might be a regional thing though, because we were raised in New York or. I, I don't know because um, I just, I I think, now I do feel like that is an early uh, generational thing. Um, and we do live in a world that has gotten increasing, increasingly crazier. Uh, as 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 time has gone on, or maybe it hasn't gotten crazy. Maybe we just have more access to more information all over the place. Um, but no, I do think it has gotten crazy. And I feel like, uh, but I did come up in a time where we definitely I had my own house key. Like I knew, and I, I feel I was like definitely like unsupervised now doesn't necessarily just mean like left alone, like in a house. But I feel like we can even add to that, like leaving unsupervised, being like nobody's watching you specifically, like you know, unsupervised. Right. Like, you know, being raised by the television, being raised by your iPads, those kinds of things can also be added into that equation. Knowing how to wash your clothes yeah. at nine. Latchkey. Knowing how to cook food without burning your entire house down. Self-sufficient. Um, <laughs> so they were sheltered from having to take care of their own conflicts as parents advocated on their behalf and spared them from unpleasant experiences. That is not my testimony, but... Nah, same. Um, I will say though, I feel like uh, as someone who worked on a college campus, though, I do, I have felt the wrath of a helicopter mother. <laughs> um, and you know, to the point we were talking about last week, um, my mom did uh, 
spare my brother from the unpleasant experiences of having to do his FAFSA for himself. So <laughs> maybe, maybe. I um, my mom was just kind of over. Uh, she was just. She wasn't overprotective at all because we had a lot of freedom. But at the same time, my mother was one of them real, like, real paranoid black mothers. Like, the kind that, that not only instills caution in you, but extreme fear. Because um, my mom would say crazy shit to us. Like, we'd leave the house and it was fine for us to leave the house on our own. But it would be like, um, if anybody tells you to get in their car. You do not get in that car. Do you hear me? If they pull a gun out and put it in your face, you tell them to shoot you on spot before you get in that car. Because the things they're going to do to you are going to be way worse in private. I would, yo, that's like, that's literally like the shit my mom would say to us. Like, I'm like verbatim. And so. That was crazy. She would go, and I'm not even going into the, my mom will go into detail. You know what I'm saying about the places that people would take us, the things they would do to the point where it was like, all right, girl, like I get it. I'm not going to get in a nigga's car that I don't know. And I never planned on doing so. But thank you so much for instilling that extra layer of fat caution. (laughs) My mom mom was very, she was a very involved and a very protective mother, no doubt. Uh, But I feel like Mm -hmm. one thing that she did, like she did allow us to have that childhood innocence and naivety. Um, when it came to certain things, um, that's nice. Th- I, I mean, after a certain age, she would definitely like keep it real, but I can, I can definitely like, yeah, I, I can definitely say that I was not exposed uh-huh. to a lot of things as a child because, you know, the grown folks business was a real thing in my house. There was, uh, there was things, there yeah. were things that just were not, you know, discussed on th- and things that I didn't even put the pieces together until later. Um, and I think that that was a good thing. Um, I do wish mm-hmm. that I would have had that she would have been a bit more candid with me about certain things. But I, I definitely um, I think that, that there is a good thing in being in being sheltered. Uh, but I actually but I do also that actually like if, if, um, if it's too much, then it's, it's, it's a whole nother situation. I will say, like, with our generation or. Uh, our segment of our generation, our portion of our generation, whatever. My mother did make sure to keep us children, even though she was super candid and a little bit crazy. Um, there were just things that I was not allowed to do at a certain age until it, until she felt like it was age appropriate. And it generally was age appropriate. It was like, I want to wear lipstick or, you know, whatever. And she's like, no, you don't need to do that until this age. Like, you don't need to grow up faster than what you are. Whereas now there are girls in eighth grade <laughs> contouring their faces um, carve out and so that is a, a that is definitely <laughs> give me sculpture i mean complete with the little the dark joints and then they put the like concealer them. at the cheekbone it's like it's a whole lot of stuff going on full lace we frontals so yeah i will keep going um i hope this is not like boring but this is funny to me i'm having a good time um millennials focus yeah. oh oh okay so confident is the next one this generation are, is motivated goal in, oriented and confident in themselves and the future they expect college to help them launch launch them into greatness i don't agree with that they may brag about their generation's power mm-hmm. and potential they have high levels of optimism and they feel connected to their parents i don't know about that either they are assertive and believe that I, they are yeah, right and yeah that's all for the confident one so i think that um this generation has proven that college is not 
I mean, I, I don't want to say college is not for everyone, but I feel like this generation is probably one of the first to kind of step away from kind of con- conventional trajectories of to career, I mean, to professional success. Um, I think that mm-hmm. this generation is a bit more strategic or, well, maybe not though. Cause I'm thinking maybe I'm, I'm thinking about myself as an, as a, an adult and how I think right now, but even still, um, when I was in college or getting ready to go to college, I felt like it was not altogether crazy. If there was one of my peers or friends was just like, I don't want to go to college right away. It was like, Oh, okay. What you going to do then? Like, um, so I don't know. Right. Uh, I feel like previous generations kind of saw that everyone has to kind of go, you have to kind of follow these steps in order to have success. But I think our generation was probably one of the first ones to step away from that and say like, no, I'm going to go about it this way. Yeah. Once college really became yeah. a thing, because, you know, college wasn't a thing for a while where people didn't have the opportunity to go um, and they had no choice but to go and work from an early age to try to provide for families and things were happening a lot earlier. And then I feel like we really transitioned into a, a space where college became a super important thing. Like that is the absolute next step after high school. And like you said, I agree where uh, this gen- this generation has kind of gotten away um, not all of, not everybody, but has, has kind of started, you know, there are a lot of people who walk around saying college is not for everybody. Like I don't think that it is. I mean, I don't think college is um, a traditional sense is for everybody, but I do feel I like everybody either, should have some sort of post-secondary skill set. Um, or however you get that oh, is your business or whatever your, wherever your passion is, like you should get yep. that. But I definitely feel like we should all have some level of training about, about ourselves. Um, yep. because proficiency is a thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, and Google is not going to do it. I know everyone's out there. I mean, Tiffany Haddish, I love that girl. Like, you know, I think that she's amazing and I'm very grateful and proud of her glow up, but she got to stop going around saying that college is going to be replaced by YouTube because that's dumb. No, that's she, like she not, not. Like that. because that's one not thing we won't one thing I we won't do on my watch. One thing I will not allow to go down on my watch is for people to go out, come, be out here talking, thinking about the Internet is just like this infallible, like infa- unfallible truths on the Internet. That's not the case. Like the Internet is wrong. Seventy eight percent of the time. Like I want you all to know it just because somebody made a YouTube video about it does not make more. it credible. Just because you found it on the Google machine does not mean right. that it's a fact. Like, y'all can't be out here believing everything that you see here, uh, seeing here on the Internet, because that's just not it. You are not going to pay your bills on YouTube. It's just not going Even to Even though happen. there are some people who are paying their bills yes. on YouTube, you also want to acknowledge that it takes a lot of work from for them to do that and skill and skill and, skill. and money and resources. So, like, it's not just like and skill. <laughs> And some of y'all niggas just ain't got it. Go. Let's just be let's just be Go very off. candid here. Like some of you are just really good with your hands. We you know how to build things. You know how to put things together really, really well. That's not something I know how to do. You know what I'm saying? Listen. Take value in what you know how to do well and then flourish in such. Bruh. But just like that young man who helped to host the Gucci oh, Mane 1017. He wedding. wasn't he from like Instagram or something? I don't know who he Somebody was. Said, I, I know asked, that I was not. I asked Twitter <laughs> and they was like, he got the job because he's like Instagram famous or something. He has like some YouTube videos. Listen, and that's great. There are people who are Instagram fa- famous who are also turning on the fries at McDonald's, and that's not. But shame. I'm saying like you can, I can literally trip and fall on my face and be internet famous. Like, like notoriety what? does not mean that you like this. Does not 
conf- you can't conflate notoriety with quality. <laughs> like, no, you got to get a job. <laughs> like, no, you can't. You got to like, get a skill. Go get a trade. People, people are popular for not so good things too. But we're getting off track. So I'm just even our good since Monica Brown went and got a, like got, got a nursing degree. Oh, okay? I love Monica and her platinum wigs. These. That's not shade, life. though, is what I'm no, trying to say. No, no, like, no. Monica can sing her tits off, but she also <laughs> went and got herself a job and a I trade. If she need ever room. needs to fall back on something, she can forever. My girl from SWV, I just met somebody this weekend who worked with her in, like, human resources yes, girl, or something. because what happens every month? Lily. Bills. <laughs> Lily. We have got to work. Listen, but yes. Okay. We're getting off track. I'm only going to read one more and then we're going to, um, then you're going to tell me what you love about being millennial and what you hate about it. Pressure. This generation is tight. Was we're tightly scheduled as children. And we're used to having every hour of their day filled with structured activity. This generation may have lost a sense of pure spontaneous play. They may struggle with handling free time and time management in general. And as such, as a result of them being overscheduled um, and they feel a pressure to succeed, they usually put themselves under um, unnecessarily, unnecessary and undue stress as adults. They may take on too much and then think others should be more flexible with them when they want to negotiate scheduling conflicts. They think multitasking saves times and it is a smart thing to do, but aren't usually aware of the poor quality of results that come from doing <laughs> 17,000 things at one time. <laughs> I, agree. <laughs> I, agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree, man. It's so so easy, especially mm-hmm. now because our attention is can be pulled in so many different directions. It's so easy to it's so it's so easy to get caught up in that, but I think that the older I get, the the more I'm seeing that there is such benefit in pacing yourself and like you said cultivating and just cultivating your your passions and where your talent is and just getting being able to do what you do super well. Um right. so yeah, I totally that one I was just like, man, is that what it is? Like I totally was one of those kids that had activities yeah. and I had, you know, I was pressure was on me to achieve and to be great at all these different things and I when I look at my life right now and all the 43,000 jobs that I have, I wonder, you know, <laughs> am I doing this because I really want to? Am I doing this because I feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I doing this because I have all these bills that must be paid? So I don't know that I feel yeah. like that I I've definitely was like, well, I mean, it's not so easy to say that I agree with that, but I kind of see it. I kind of see it. I see. I see it. Um, I see it with other people. Uh, I see part of that definitely with with myself. Not all of it. Um, only because uh, I I had activities. You know, we there were sports and and I played the flute and like things like that. Um, but uh, for a good portion, my parents were pretty poor. And I didn't have the opportunity to be involved in a whole bunch of activity um, early on. You know what I'm saying? So we we had that spontaneity that children have. Uh, got it, went out and got in a whole bunch yeah. of trouble many times. And I appreciate being able to to have that aspect of my childhood. And I do think that that has kind of been stripped away a little bit. But I also understand why. You know what I'm saying? I have a kid. And I realized all of the trouble that you can get into when you are bored and <laughs> you have nothing but time to be spontaneous. And so I think it's important to find that balance between um, maybe being, you know, overworking children and putting too much structure in their life, but also giving them a little bit of structure and keeping them a little bit busy and helping them to kind of 
guide their way into some sort of success. So I agree with that. There were aspects that didn't, you know, that, that, that weren't, that weren't my childhood, but I do see it with other, other peers. Right on. Um, no shade, but I see, I see you, uh, with that multitasking thing, like that's that's all that's right up. Oh, your that for sh- no that that whole oh, yeah. latter half of that <laughs> was was oh, spot yeah. on. It was oh, the beginning yeah. part. Yeah, no, that latter half because you know I do way <laughs> too many things, bruh. I'm like way too many things, time, girl. I think I'd be tired bruh. and out here, but it's just because I'm trying to work because I have a skill. <laughs> you I have a job. A lot of them. Yes, several real ones. <laughs> Several. So, okay, while we're here, let me ask you, what do you love about being a millennial? What do you think that we do really well? What jazzes you about our generation? And then on the other side of that, what what do we do that that you wish we, we didn't do sometimes or all the time? Um, What I love about our generation is we are a very innovative generation. Um, and a lot of that may come from convenience and access. Uh, to things that uh, previous generations didn't have access to, such as the internet. Um, And it's afforded us a lot of opportunity to be creative. Um, I think that our generation thinks outside of the box quite often now. And we figured out ways in order to try to manifest our happiness, um, which I think is dope. I also really love the fact that we have embraced um, importance of mental health I think that that is super important and it is something that previous generations didn't place as much importance on. It was very taboo, not spoken about. Um, so I love that we really focus on that. Um, but I think that we are a generation of narcissists. I think that we have the ability to make everything about us that don't have nothing to do with us. And it is because of those platforms that we've been given, um, social media and so forth. And so it's allowed a lot of niggas to, to scream a lot of really loud and awful opinions. Um, and so that's probably some of the things that I, I don't like about our generation. What about you? Um, I think, I mean, it's y'all probably know what I'm going to say. I think that the one of, one of the things that I love so much about this generation is I feel like, you know, we are the smartest, like legit. Like we're the most educated generation ever. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. And I think that that's amazing. I think that we have so much intellectual capital. There's so many bright ideas out here. There's so much innovation going on. I think it's really exciting. It's exciting for me to be... Um, in in the phase of life where I am because I'm really inspired by all the all the grinding that's going on around me like um I think because of all the access that we have to social media and because we have so many examples of other people who are out there doing it um you know we we are kind of busting out of those conventional boxes of life and career um and you know doing what we want and I think that that's really exciting you know what I'm saying like you know if I want to have an event, I have one. I don't have to be somebody. <laughs> I don't have to, Word. you know what I'm saying? If I, if I want to do something, if I want to build something, I can literally, I have access to the tools that I need to do in order to do that. Um, and I think that that's just, if I want to host two podcasts, you know what I'm saying? I can you can jump, do it. You can do right it. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> and I think that that level of access is like really something that, that should be celebrated. But I think the risk that comes with that, um, and I, kind of the counter side of that, but that I don't so much enjoy is that I think because of that level of access and how 
how quick um, and seamlessly uh, we can acquire some things that we don't really have a concept of process and we don't mm-hmm. have a concept of, um, uh, you know, the time and energy and focus um, that it takes to do certain things. And I think that we've kind of mm-hmm. lost respect for, um, you know, craftsmanship. And when I say craftsmanship, yes. I don't necessarily just mean in the sense of like, you know, I constructed this desk and it's the beautifully crafted desk. I'm talking about craftsmanship in terms of whatever I do, like whatever time, Mm. you know what I'm saying? Like we jump around from job to job. We do what we want to do, but we don't like the time that it takes to build legacy. Like, you know what I'm saying? That kind of stuff is almost frowned upon now, but I think it's legit. Like if you tell me that you've been doing something, like I'm going to give you a case in point. One of my current mentors, like somebody who God is just awesome. He just be opening doors. He literally just be like, let me put Kia right here. Like, like, like I'm going to just sit Kia right here. She don't know what she's doing. Let me just, let me just help her because she just walking around with her thumb up her butt. Like just, what? I don't know. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I had an opportunity to uh, work with um, a a scholar. This man has literally had a 40-year career. We were at a meeting, the meeting that I was at in Atlanta. He was telling us, you know, he's the executive director of this research um, uh, group that I'm working, executive director of this research program that I'm working with right now. And um, he was telling us about some of the early grants that he wrote in you know um during the early part of his career and he was saying you know he got i had the opportunity there's this this really prestigious award um it's like this opportunity to kind of present your research in italy at the bellagio research center like who knew that the bellagio was actually like a real place and not just like the casino in uh, las vegas but anyway <laughs> that's how dumb i was i was like well let me google that <laughs> So he can tell us about this prestigious research awards. Like you can literally, if you have this innovative idea, you can present in front of all these people and you can go to Bellagio for a week and you know, it's awesome. And he was like, yeah, the first thing, the first time I presented, you know, it was in 1982 and my mouth dropped. Why? Because he was like, what's the matter? I was like, I was born in 1982. You have been doing this my entire <laughs> life. You literally have been doing this work for my entire life. And my, like I had enormous amount of respect for him, but it like tripled in that, in, in that, um, just in that millisecond when he told me that, because I realized that I was literally sitting next to a lifetime of information. And I was humbled and honored and so grateful, ready to cry. I went back into my room, had a little praise break because I'm like, Lord, what did I do for you to sit me next to this man that has all this information who is willing to teach me how to do the work that I want to do? So, I mean, I think that our generation, um, I wish that we can just just learn how to respect the greats, man. Like, I think, you know, and 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 take advantage i love sitting around older people and just learning just being quiet and learning i think a lot of times us as millennials we get out here we want to prove a point we want to talk and say oh i know and mr me too and girl girl get somewhere and shut your mouth and just be quiet like i want to sit around i want to sit around and learn as much as i can because it's really that's really what it's all about it's not what you have yes it's nice to have nice things but it's awesome like can't nobody take anything from you if you know and knowing doesn't always mean that you have to talk. Sometimes you can just be quiet <laughs> and listen. That's it. But yeah, I mean, I didn't I didn't want to go off on that tangent, but that was more like, I mean, that's really what it was like, man, I wish that we as a generation could just have greater respect for the process and how long it takes to do some things. And I, I think what really taught me that 
taught me that level of respect was a dissertation. No shade. Because it's literally something that I had to do that no one could help me do. I wrote every word of that. Like, like I wrote and I sat at it in a, in, a t- in a chair. I sat on my butt and literally typed every single word. There was no fast forward. There was no cutting and pasting. I typed every letter of that joint. So I feel be. like that. And, and in that process, it was horrible. God, like it was, you know, I talked to Jade every day. I was writing and she, I would cry. I would FaceTime her with tears in my eyes. I would be in my kitchen making spinach and, and mushrooms and she would be laughing at me and I would be like sis I hate it all I don't want to do this I don't know what I'm doing I hate it hate it hate it but you know I would wipe my nose and I would sit down and do it and I would learn that even though it felt like I'm trying not to curse because I'm doing this speak life challenge in my church oh but nice. it felt like S-H double I T not <laughs> double I like some bullshit yes honey felt like all of that it was awful yes but <laughs> but the process, the process is what really taught me mm-hmm. how to do this work. And that's what kind of gives me the credibility and the confidence to sit in the spaces where I sit now. And I'm still learning, but I feel like because I went through all the treachery, <laughs> I'm able to to come and sit in the rooms where I am now and have a little bit to say. I um, I respect that so much. And I agree with you uh, that I feel like, I feel like prior generations are so much more patient than we were. Yeah, man. Or that we are. Um, and I respect that patience. Now, I do understand how that how you can turn that into, you can flip that, you know, because that can also become a complacency thing. Oh, yes. There's a fine line between that That's as well. That's a good well. point. You know what I'm saying? There's a fine line between complacency and 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 uh, patience. And um, I respect I respect those generations for teaching badass kids for 25, 30, you know what 40 I'm saying? years. You know what I'm Bruh. saying? Staying at a job, you know what I'm saying? For the last 15, 25 years, they're able to retire from that job. I do love that our generation, you know, a bounce around can be a negative thing. But it also, I love that our generation is always looking to be better. Agreed. We're always looking to grow. We're always looking to try to find the next level. But you have to learn how to cultivate some of that patience and incorporate those previous generations so you can find that level of success. And um, for myself, I ain't never wrote a dissertation in my life, clearly. (laughs) Um, I I, Like, you know, a nigga, yeah, yeah, I've I've never written a a dissertation. However, when it comes to like cooking, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm good at what I do. Like I know how to cook, and and I'm really you've been proud doing it for years, bro. I've been doing it for a long time, and I I appreciate like the event for this weekend. You know what I'm saying? You all saw the event. You get to see pictures and you see little videos, and you know we moved the tables and niggas got to swag surf. It's it's great, but the work that goes into that, I don't think people understand. You know what I'm saying? When it comes down to counting the number of heads that you have how many portions each person gets how many ounces they get you got to do math you got to figure out how much liquor to buy so that you're not overbuying. you're not overspending figuring out where to host something so that you're not spending too much money tables and chairs every ingredient that goes into every dish that was made everything's homemade every sauce every rub everything that that was there took time and patience and one thing I don't do well is bake um, I'm I'm getting much better at it. Before I couldn't I couldn't bake a biscuit to save my life. And you know why I couldn't bake biscuits? Because you're impatient. Because I was impatient. I was not 
chilling my butter the way that I should have and following the proper set, even up until now, sometimes not following the proper steps. And it's just now that I'm really placing a lot of importance and really figuring out like, okay, I have to be patient when it comes to certain things in order for me to achieve some level of success. Because if I rush through it and try to do it my way, it's not necessarily going to come out the way that it's supposed to. Bruh. And I mean, not just for baking. Um, I think I, I remember where I was probably church. Or something we was talking about, like the same uh, thing about how process and stuff. But dude was like, "Don't nobody want a pot roast cooked in the microwave." That's it. <laughs> it take it take time. It take time for for things. Who for, wants eggs out of the microwave? You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody. You know, it takes time for good things. Good things take time. So I wish that we, as a generation, would uh would uh you know sit with that a little bit more especially a little bit more even not just professionally but like even in relationships like it takes time good things take time like it takes time for you to get to know that nigga before you be letting them all up in your house like it takes time we're not telling you, you know? to, we're not telling you to, to to stay with a nigga who has a whole outside family right no you know what i'm saying i'm just saying <laughs> no, i'm saying, I'm saying it takes that, time to but... get to know like i'm saying like, i think yeah. we rush into things just as a whole we rush into fam we rush into friendships everybody your bestie like after after you y'all went to Fridays three weeks in a row for happy hour now she's your sis like I think I think no. it just takes time you know what I'm saying people people even we were talking about earlier in the show people assume that because we doing this podcast now that we just now getting here no me and Jay been friends for years like it takes time here. for us to build the kind of rapport where we can bounce off of one another the way that we do and you know this podcast thank it blow, blows my mind that we are we are as uh popular and people as as many as many of you wonderful listeners are listening the way Absolutely. that you are but i also feel like we're going to continue to get better with time i know that you know yep. we're, we're still relatively really early in the game that's why when y'all be asking sure. for like live shows and all that stuff we we, we, like, we would love to, we would love to do that <laughs> stuff but i'm just like girl it's been like three days <laughs> Right. Three whole days. Like, let us, let us hit a year like, and then we'll talk to you. Give us some time. <laughs> give us some like, time. Like, when we getting praise the Lord, niggas, teachers? <laughs> like, We're only on episode it's eight. Episode, <laughs> it's episode 10. So it's like, we, we give us a few minutes. We just need a little time. Just a little time to get ourselves together. But, um, yeah, I want to read a couple of the uh, ones we got on Twitter because they were really good. Then we're going to wrap this up because we've been uh, talking forever and ever. At uh, Cha Cha Trail says, I love being a millennial. We are so loud about, about what we want. But what annoys me is that we want instant gratification. So clearly she was, we we were on the same page, sis. Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um, uh, Glorious Dysfunction. <laughs> That's such a good name, right? Her name is at Roxy Allure. The ability and entitlement to challenge social norms, relics, and ideologies for for which other generations either accepted freely or were punished for. I think that's that was good. I think, like I said, with that education that we've been able to acquire as a generation, I think we are now in a position to be more critical of like systems Ooh. and norms and the way you know, and just questioning why things are the way that they are. I think that that's a that's a great great point glorious this yes i was having that conversation with xd the other day because we were talking about um i i need to say this the right way <laughs> but i'm trying to figure out i forget what it's called <laughs> y'all gotta bear with me um sec uh it's it's when 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 um persons ref refer to themselves as they and their uh what is it called Comment? what you know what you know where they they don't identify as the sex. Oh. 
Um, you know what I'm talking about, right? I think so, but I don't want to. I'm not trying to be. I'm. I'm not trying to be offensive at all. So don't take this as such for you guys listening. But anyway, you know what I'm trying to say, and it's gonna come to me as soon as I'm done talking about it. <laughs> but um, just in I that am. sense where. You know, this is something, this is this is new. I'm not saying that the idea of it is new, but people are still, uh, people are still adjusting. And, and learning. I don't even want to say learning, learning, but we're learning. We we're learning we're how. educated. Absolutely. Still being educated on, on things that we're not familiar with. And so that's one thing about our generation. Um, and I think that ties in sometimes with the narcissism where we tend to take things in people's ignorance or their um, early levels in, in that education of that particular subject and get upset about it. And you've got to get give people time to understand where you're coming from. Now, this does not speak for people who are just complete you know, bigots or don't want to hear what you're talking about or you know, are disrespectful in how they refer to you, but this is speaking for people who who don't know and are trying to understand. And I think sometimes with our generation, we tend to get very impatient in that sense as well and not and, and get upset when people are not on the same level that we are um, in understanding a particular subject. And I'm just using that as an example, because, you know, that's something that's spoken about quite often these days. Uh, what is it? I can't. God damn, what is it called? <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say, though. I'm, you know what I'm trying to say, and I'm not being disrespectful, but I'm just saying that this is a subject in which people are trying to be educated on. This is something that people are still learning. Crystal always, she she has, um, no, you know what? I'm not even going to say that. <laughs> I'm not even going to put what myself out there like Jesus. that. Nope. Or a problematic buzzer for me. <laughs> Every time I talk. Yes. But and it's in and, and it's not because i'm trying to be problematic it's because i'm trying to understand you know what i'm saying i'm trying to i'm trying to figure it out so that i can be respectful so that i can be educated on what it is so that i can you know i can treat people in the way that they want to be or i can speak to you in whatever pronouns you want to be spoken to or whatever the case mm. we need to be a little bit more patient with people who are trying to understand um how we how we see the world because everybody don't see the world the way that we see it fair if that I hope I said that in the most non-offensive <laughs> way as possible because I was not trying to be. I mean, I think I think I follow. I think I I think you know, in this age where uh, people are more empowered to speak their experience, mm-hmm. um, we have to be mindful, um, not uh, mindful of our own privilege. And, and yes, how the absolutely. identities that we carry position us in ways that will marginalize others. So, And, and, and that's that, a good thing about, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 you're good. But that's, that's, that, is, I, that is a good thing about our generation is that I do feel that, I feel like we're doing that. I feel like we're trying to inch closer to that. Agreed. Agreed. I, I, yeah. And I, I think I think the point that I hear and I could be wrong, so correct me if I'm wrong. But I think the point that I hear you trying to make is that there are those uh, of us who may carry privileged identities mm-hmm. um, who, you know, are ignorant of the help, helpful and um, uh, respectful and appropriate ways to engage. Exactly. Um, and as such, we would appreciate a little patience. <laughs> from as we do so from from 
um, from members of, of those uh, marginalized identity groups. Yes. Um, and I know that it's not your responsibility to educate us, but, you know, as people who are seeking to be respectful of all, we just would appreciate, um, you know, that, um, you know, because I think it's easy for us to, one of the, one of the ones that someone, um, I was trying to find it, but one of our listeners said that, you know, one of the things that she doesn't like about our generation is that we're so easily offended. Not necessarily, Ooh. I wouldn't say easily offended, but like, you know, it doesn't take much for, uh, you know, you know, one mis- easily you know, for, for someone to take offense when well, maybe it is easily offended. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't, I, I, I do, I'm, I'm hesitant to say that because I feel like I don't like telling people what they can and cannot be offended about. But at I the same that. time, I think that, you know, we have gotten to a place where we are no longer able to have meaningful conversations about things because we bring our emotions uh, into, it so in, into conversations so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's fair because a lot of us are dealing with very real emo- emotions. You know, Absolutely. when you deal with hatred, it's, it's hard for you to kind of to curb your reaction to that in order right. for you to have a meaningful response. But I guess what I'm offering is that a lot of us, Many, many people are not mindful of the ways that they, in which that they can be um, offensive or even hateful. Right. Um, so, you know, I think now, if, we I, can... if I came and Hazel E y'all and then like got <laughs> real mad and start calling everybody the F word, I cuss a lot, but I ain't saying that. You know what I'm saying? Like that would be wrong. But when I'm telling you, I don't understand, help me to understand that doesn't don't get upset about that i'm telling you that i want to understand so that i can be respectful and then again as you brought out the tweet that just came out i i remember i had a a picture you remember the picture that i I put up on like women's day last year um i don't know if you i don't know if you saw it and it ended up going viral like shit got like some fifty thousand something or others oh dear um a lot of it was a lot of likes it was a lot of positivity so basically i put this picture up i used a snapchat filter for International Women's Day, it says this is what a woman looks like. And it was a picture of myself. Myself. Okay. <laughs> Everybody heed the keywords. And um, it was a filter. And then, I, you know, and I had a, a a sign that we made at work that said, anything you can do, I can do bleeding. Now, I want you to see those operative, like, pronouns. That I, I, anything <laughs> you can do, I can do, I can do. That's not... Do you know how many people jumped in my mentions and down my throat about how I was excluding those of the transgender community, how I was um, being offensive and triggering to women who have had reproductive issues Mm. or cannot have a period? I mean, it was and I I was like, but I wasn't talking to y'all or Mm. about y'all. I was talking about myself. Like, I can't speak to your experience. I can only speak to my experience. Yeah, it's tough. And I mean, that was really, I mean, you can probably, you know, attest to the fact that it was one of my main hesitations about even doing this podcast because I feel like everything that you say, you know, when you open yourself up to the public, you also open yourself up to be public scrutiny. And uh, it's not it's not easy or enjoyable to be picked apart, especially shame ass generation. (laughs) Exactly. And it's, you know, so I mean, I didn't want to I didn't want to get on this point. Um. I understand that, you know, yeah, it's never our intention to offend anyone. We want to be inclusive never. and respectful uh, um, at all times. Um, and that's something that 
I, I think that um, other generations, to get back on point, um, to other generations have have been slower to reach mm-hmm. that that um, that position. Um, at Miss Mika, at, sorry, at Miss Meek says, I like that millennials are go getters, always making something happen. What annoys me is this sense of entitlement. Um, and I'll read. One more. Uh, I love our self-love, that we are embracing all of who we are and pulling away from standards of beauty that don't serve us as a community. She said, I dislike how naive we can be toward our own individual privileges. Privilege. We're quick to judge folks who haven't had the access that we have had. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another one. Oh, um, uh, Miss JNYC75 says, I also, um, I've come to appreciate the entrepreneurial spirit that says I can make anything a career. I also can't stand the fact that Millie's, uh-huh. <laughs> Millie's, <laughs> Millie's have little understanding of you don't always get what you want just because you ask nicely. Mm. So yeah, we, mm. we can be averse to the no. <laughs> That's for sure. Generation of toddlers. Absolutely. <laughs> Even that being said, I mean, I will, I, thank you guys, everyone. I didn't get a chance to read all the comments that we got, all the tweets that we got. We got some really great ones. I love when you guys, um, I love when you guys, oh, I have to read this one because I just, it's just in my face. Uh, <laughs> At Moon Leo Sun says, I love that we have a relentless spirit to achieve our dreams. Nothing stops us. I hate that reading comprehension is not, every, is not everyone's forte. Talk about who is this? <laughs> who said that again? Jesus. Her name is at Moon Leo Sun. At Moon Leo Sun. <laughs> Thank you. Because niggas don't read. Leo Moon <laughs> Thank you, sis. Because uh, you had did that. But yeah, I mean, yeah. this kind, you know, as usual, we just talking. Um, I'm sure that you all will let us know your thoughts and feelings and opinions <laughs> in the comments, and we welcome those. Um, Absolutely. Uh, I just thought it would be cool for us to uh, just talk about ourselves a little bit. Everyone, millennial is one of the most overused words in the world. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like everybody's talking about us and we don't ever get a chance to weigh in on what's being said. So I thought it would be a meaningful, productive and enjoyable conversation. So I thought it was a good idea. Hopefully y'all didn't hate it. We can move on to Honesty Box though. Hey, honestly, truly. It's the honesty box. It's the honesty box. Hey, it's the honesty hey, box. Hey, it's the honesty hey, box. Hey, All right. Hey. So I'm going to start our honesty box this week. Hey, Jade and Kia, let me start by saying I absolutely love you, ladies. I'm a new member of Team Type and Fast, and y'all definitely help my welcome. days go by faster. That's right. Welcome, welcome. I'm going to try to make this short with uh, while still giving the details. I'm a single mother of an almost three-year-old. Me and her father aren't in a relationship, obviously, and he asked me three months ago, when are you going to be ready to meet the girl I'm talking to? I told him that it's no point for me to meet someone that I don't feel should be around my child. My personal Mm. opinion on dating or being in a relationship with someone who is not the child's other parent is that it's a very serious relationship. There's no reason for a child Mm. to be involved in the situation for various reasons. Agreed. For one, you just never really know people nowadays and will most definitely go to prison behind my baby. Same. Recently, I guess he called himself frustrated that I won't let our baby be around his girlfriend. He basically told me he doesn't care what I think or believe. He's going to do what he wants. I'm completely against this seeing as though they've only been dating for three months. He's one of those people who won't listen to anyone's opinion if it's not what he wants to hear. Needless to say, our adult conversation about this subject never goes well because while he was in prison, 
I dated someone for over a year and never had our child around him. I feel that I'm not respected hmm. in my decision. I'm not asking for forever, but three months is a very short time to think it's okay to have someone around a child. I'm at my wit's end with him and in this situation. How can I get him to just wait to try to understand and respect me as her mother? Because I would do the same. I feel as if he's mad that he's not with me because his favorite line in pleading his case is we're not together. I'm actually not mad at me at all or mad at all. LOL. After his door closed, another open. All I've right. met someone and he also has a child, but we're on the same page with this issue. I'm looking forward to your great advice. Thanks, lady. Sincerely, the not bitter baby mama. It's important. Yeah. Not to be bitter. It's important to be bitter. Um, what do you think, sis? Jesus. Well, um, hmm. yeah. I don't really, mm, I don't have no children. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't really know. I think I think it's it's absolutely fair for you to um not want um <laughs> I feel like it's fair. I mean, okay, okay. Let me make sure let me go back. Let me think. I'm thinking as I process cuz you know she's an introvert. I'm an introvert. <laughs> so Let's go back to the beginning. <laughs> he says he has a girlfriend. Baby daddy got a girlfriend. Baby daddy wants girlfriend to meet her baby mama. Baby mama. Yep. And she she does not want to meet the baby mama. The baby mama does not want to meet the girlfriend. Okay. Well, uh-huh. then no. <laughs> okay. All right. I was confused. Because I was like, if is it a case where the father is trying to bring them together so that she can, you He's- know... He said, when are you going to be ready to meet the girl I'm talking to now? um, So that's what I'm saying. If he's trying to bring them together, I feel like if it were me, I would at least be open to meeting the young lady. I wouldn't I wouldn't make any promises, but I would be open to be meeting the young lady. I would need to meet her actually before I would feel comfortable. Um, I would need to meet her. I would need to meet but her. With her being around my kid. With her being, before I would feel comfortable with her being around my child, I would need to meet her and not just kind of like, hey, sis, how you doing? But I would need to engage with her. I think yeah. my second, my the second area of concern that I would have is not even to get into their business, but my, my concern would be, I do not want this to become a practice to where you're introducing my child to women every- Agreed six to nine months every three months 100 percent. so agree. i think that i do feel like so what is what question is she asking us she wants to know what she just wants advice i i don't i think my i would need to know why you don't want to meet her and why why you're so adamant she said it. why okay she said um she said i told him that there's no point to meet someone that i don't feel should be around my child now um, Why does she not feel that she should be around her child already? Because she's only been around three months. So it's a so, timing thing. It's a timing thing. And and she also doesn't feel because of the details that we didn't disclose. Okay. And because she said he's always saying um, we're not together. So she feels like he's bitter. Um, here's my thing. I get it. Like, I understand. Okay. So I want to validate you in that sense. I totally get it. Um, I feel three months you, is not a long time to date somebody. Three months is not a long time to date somebody. 
It's not an all. It's time. very fresh. No. no, and I and I understand you not wanting him to be bringing everybody around your kid. Like Kia said, every six to nine months, you there's a new a new lady around around the baby. However, um, because she's three, you got to start. You got to start somewhere. You do and have to start somewhere. Unfortunately, unfortunately, he's going to do what he wants to do. As you said, he's going to 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 have that baby around that that woman at some point or another whether you like it or not. And so what I would do if I were you, and um, I'm only saying this as a mother and this is just my personal opinion, you got to suck it up and meet that woman. Um, Only because you want to know who's going to be around your kid. And I get it. You know, you have these moments where you get crazy or, you know, you do anything for your baby. You kill for your baby. I feel the same way. I will do anything for my kid. I will lay down in the middle of the street if I had to. Whatever it is. But if the nigga is going to move a certain way, then you got to be ready. You got to stay ready so you ain't got to get ready. And so if that means putting your eyes on that woman and having uh, a conversation with her about the type of person that she is, and even not um, aggressively, but expressing your expectations of, um, of what you want around your child... I think that is very important, and that's your responsibility um, if he's going to take that upon himself to make it happen. I would have, I mean, I think you go in, you have uh, you have questions, and, you know, you you arm yourself with as much information as possible. You need to learn about this this, this uh, um, individual, this the, the girlfriend. You need to learn as much about her. You need to know the conditions under which she's going to be with your child. Is it going to be a situation where y'all all y'all going to be hanging out at his house like one big happy family, or is it going right. to be a condition? Is it is it ever going to be a time where you're going to be with my child and he's not? So I I I agree with Jay that it would be in your best interest. I think for me to to want to know who this person is and to be able to have That's access it. to her to ask pertinent questions. Um, you don't have to be her best friend. Yeah, y'all don't have to kick it or go to Applebee's for happy hour or five dollar margaritas. But I think that, um, <laughs> but I do I do <laughs> feel like you don't you don't have anything to lose in having a conversation with her. Um, three months is not a long time. Um, no, but given you're justified, you're justified, and I think that it's okay to say that. Um, and I mean, who knows? Who knows what will happen? Um, I would not. I would not go into the conversation expecting things to go a certain kind of way. I think because of your relationship with him, you may have certain expectations of her, and I think you should give her the benefit of the doubt by at least meeting her. You don't. You you just go over there and hear what she has to say. Now, if you get over there and she's talking crazy, that's another conversation. But don't go over there or assuming that she is a terrible a terrible person or anything like that <laughs> right um right so i think right now you just remain neutral and just arm yourself with as much information as possible so that you can know um you know informed decisions are the best decisions you can know i think that will that will govern what you do from here but this is hard i don't, I don't know I know you feel away and you have every right to feel away. But the thing about it is you can't control him. You can't control his actions. You can only control yourself. And you can only, like Kia said, guard yourself as best as you can. And that includes um, meeting the person that he insists is going to be around your child. 
because uh, it's your child and your child is your first interest. And so you've got to put your own emotions to the side for a second and you've got to put your own judgments to the side for a second so that you can make sure and you can be set that the person who's going to be around your kid is a person who you want to be around your kid. And then if it's not a, like if she doesn't display herself to be a decent person, then that's a different conversation. But I don't think you need to go into it initially with that mentality. Try to give her the benefit of the doubt. Uh, again, you don't have to be her best friend, but you got to do what's best for your baby and you got to know who's around your kid. And I think it's best for all parties involved for you to try to handle this situation as amicably as possible at first. I think if you if everyone goes in to the conversation or goes into the discussion, you know, open and optimistic for there to be a positive outcome, I think they will be more likely to get there. Now, if you go in there with the open and um with a, with an expecting a positive outcome, if you go in there with an open mind and um you know, you go in there you know, in all good intentions, ready to just do this the right way, um and then if, if other parties get to acting crazy, then you can say and you will have, you know, leverage to say, you know, I tried so that if if it turns out that you have to kind of use your force in other ways around your decision not to allow, you know, this person to be around your child, then you can do that. Yeah. Does that make sense? And you're justified. In yeah. I, I just think, you know, what I'm saying? like, you know, given other the other other information that you shared <laughs> in your that we won't read on the air given the other information that you shared if it comes down to it where you would need to put uh things in place to ensure you know that your child is not around people that you don't want them to be around then you will be you will have the leverage you know in those instances to say that you tried i tried to go about this the good christian way <laughs> but the people were not receptive to that. So now I have to, right. you know, I, put my foot I got to do what I got to do. Uh, <laughs> um, and I hope that you follow what I'm saying. And, uh, I, but I'm hopeful and optimistic and, and, and hoping that, that everybody can get on the same page about this because like Jay said, baby girl is of the most, she is of optimum importance. She's the priority here. Number one we want priority. her to have a great relationship with her mom and her dad. Um, so we have to be flexible as parents, not yeah. stupid, not but stupid, flexible. But flexible. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that helps you. And listen to Jay because she's a mom, and I have a plant named Maurice Green. <laughs> he's beautiful, and he's growing so tall. I'm proud of him. That means you're doing a good job, sis. He's out here thriving. He is thriving. Maurice Greenleaf is thriving. I love him. That's right. Mm-hmm. You better love him right. That's my boo. Well, let's move on to the petty paves. All right, then. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. It's time for the petty peeves. Same girl. Thank you. So, what's your petty peeve this week, sis? I got a petty peeve. Stop taking things off my desk. They Ooh. don't belong to you. I don't care yes. if I'm in the office. I don't care if I'm beside the office. I don't care if I'm at home. I don't care if I'm 
here, there, near, far, wherever you are. You better not touch nothing. On a train. On that a was plane. on my desk that belongs to me. Like, I don't want to hear. I don't want I don't want to see nothing that's mine on your desk. I don't want you to come and tell me later that you I had borrowed this. Don't touch my things. Do not touch don't my things. Don't touch my things. That's really, that's really all. And I mean, you know, I say this. You got to teach people you know, how to treat you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That goes, you know, both ways. You know, you have to teach people the things that you appreciate, things that you like, things that make you happy so that hopefully the people that love you will want to see you happy so they will do those things. But you got to let people know the things that don't really fly with you. I had um, something on my desk, it was a web a webcam, right? And... um I had it on my desk. I remember when, when I first got there, I remember when they gave me my computer, all the stuff, I remember having the webcam. One day, my webcam grew legs and just walked away. I was like, huh. <laughs> but I know that IT comes in and out. They handle things, you know, know the things be moving and grooving. Maybe it fell behind the desk and I just didn't look for it. I didn't make a big deal out of it but I because I, I didn't have a need for it at the immediate time. This week I had conference calls um, and needed to be on webcam, um, but I had to go to the conference room because my webcam was in was not in my office or wasn't on my computer where it usually was. So one of my coworkers came by, kind of like inquired as to why I was in the conference room and not in my desk, and I was like, "Well, I have these conference calls," and she said something to the effect of like, "You can have yours back. You can have your webcam back." And I was like, "Oh, that's that's so funny because I don't recall giving giving my webcam to you, sis." First of all, it's mine. <laughs> I said, now this is just this is just fascinating for a few reasons. Because what what you know, what blew my mind was like she said you can have your webcam back. Like I was supposed to say, like I was supposed to just thank her for taking my things. Like, sis, you want to post right. what? It was never yours. The first order it was of always business, mine. The first order of business that we need to address here is why you have my webcam. <laughs> Mine. Like mine, you said you could have yours back. So your, let's check the pronouns. It's like, hmm, mm. that's my petty peeve. Don't touch my things. Don't, don't touch no, my things. Don't touch my things. I, I listen. My coworker, I don't have no, and I had to, I had to just you know kind of sit with that because in the heat of the moment, I was unable to address the situation. Um, so I said, okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm just going to sit with this and let the Lord work this out. And I'm going to have to come back and have a conversation with her about it at some point. Because I just need to know at which point did. Hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think right. like, you did know, because I, I, I know I'm out of the office quite a bit. So I'm just like, I don't I, won't, I just would hate to think that while I'm out of the office, people just coming in and out of my space, just taking what they need off my desk without. You know, so much as sending your girl an email. Like, if she would have sent me an email and said, hey, I, I had to borrow this. I'm going to put it back. A, B, C, D, X, Y, Z. You know what I'm saying? I'd have been like, all right, bet, cool. But for me to be, like, unaware of where the webcam was and then for you to just kind of say, oh, I have it. <laughs> oh, well. That's not okay. Yeah. I write everything. Everything that belongs to me, I write on it with a very large and obnoxious gold marker. <laughs> Very loud and obnoxious. Um, my petty peeve this week is the police. Uh, there have been three shootings in my neighborhood oh my um, in the last two weeks. Oh my God. Uh, most in broad daylight. Um, 
or yeah, at, at operative hours in which people are are commuting. So I understand the heightened sense of of um of police presence in the neighborhood right now, even though I feel a way about them in general. And they, you know, when when I they stand there's this one of the shootings happened like pretty much directly across the street. So they've been right in front of our house, like on the corner. Now they're either in a van or a car or they're standing on the street on the block. And every time I go in my house, they speak. Hey, how you doing? They're very eager to speak, and I'm not. I just give them a mm. But last night, Crystal came over, and she sent me a text, and she's like, I'm here. So I went downstairs to open a door. And as I open the door, and then I go to open the screen door, there are two cops scurrying like two rats, um, getting their drinks off of my banister and hurrying up and scooting off of my steps in front of my house. Um, and I opened the screen door really wide and quickly, like, what the hell are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you here right now? Why are you sitting on my steps? I know why you're in this area, but why are you sitting on my steps? And so I, you know, they, uh, they quickly apologized. Like I said, and they ran like rats and Crystal came in and we both like, what the fuck? And so today I got my white woman on and I called the precinct. I was told um, by AppleCare. <laughs> <laughs> I was That's exactly told. what I did. I put on my asymmetrical wig, shake and go. Um, and uh, I proceeded yes. to make a complaint. I'd like to file a complaint. <laughs> Hi, I'd like to speak to the manager. Hello, uh, can I speak to your superior, please? I did. I put on my full white woman complaining costume. I got a great white woman voice. Um, good afternoon. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it is tried and true girl she is ready on the ready at all times sis i um, called and yes. i was like hi hello <laughs> hello <laughs> I, I was like uh so listen there have been three shootings in my area and i know that you all are gonna be all up in the place but tell your people don't sit on my steps and the officer on the other end was like, I'm sorry, what? And I said, last night I had a guest and I go down to open the door and two of y'all were sitting on my steps. <laughs> you say y'all. Like I this. did. I said, two of y'all were sitting on my you, steps too. You. <laughs> <laughs> two of you was sitting two on my you, steps. As my grandfather would say. As uh, Perino, Perino Ramon. No, no, um, my steps. My steps. <laughs> <laughs> I was so upset. I, gotta go I was to bed. like, I was like, listen, I know. I was, I was like, listen, I was like, the last thing that I need up in my neighborhood is for two cops to be sitting directly on my steps in front of my house for niggas to be looking at my house and trying to figure out what's going on with two officers sitting on my steps. I said, y'all about to put my family in that situation? Absolutely not. I was like, do not put my family in any more predicaments. Call whoever is in charge and tell them that the chunky white lady who was sitting on my steps and the other Ooh. one who were there at eight o'clock last night, tell them, don't come in my gate anymore. Don't bring oh, that attention to my house. They were, in the, they were on my steps. Because okay. you know how my house is set I up. Mean, they came in my gate working. and sat on my y'all steps. Y'all supposed to be working. Y'all just out here lamping on the stoop. Like, stoop. old girl had to get her big slurp or whatever the shit is called from 7-Eleven off of my banister because she had her shit sitting on my banister, sitting on my steps in front of my door. I believe it's a big gulp. <laughs> What did I say? You had a big slurp. <laughs> a giant sip. Whatever the shit is called. 
A swig, my nigga. Look at you a swig. I would like an extra large swig, please. Hold the ice. <laughs> like, whatever, like, whatever the fuck it's called, <laughs> bitch had to get it off my banister, and I was not happy about it. <laughs> I was like, take that big face bitch in her in her big gulp and get it off my steps, and tell him don't come in my gate no more, or it's gonna it's gonna be a problem. And he was like, I'm gonna talk to the sergeant. I'm so sorry about that. That is not protocol. I said, I know it's not. <laughs> I was like, get them niggas a car and get them off my steps. <laughs> so that is my petty peeve this week. <laughs> Be it's where you're supposed to be. NYPD, leave me alone. I don't like y'all, but I really try to be a peaceful person because I don't feel like having any any run-ins. It's too, been too many of those. And so, therefore, leave me alone and I will leave you alone. Thus concluding episode 31 <laughs> of Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. We do appreciate you for your <laughs> continued support and we do wish that you would concern and concern. <laughs> and we do hope that you would continue to join us. Tune in weekly. We'll be back on our regularly scheduled foolishness next week, next Tuesday. Um, shout out to Ty for uh, <laughs> working with us on getting this to you guys this week. Always. Um, and always, yes, he be holding us down. Thanks to everybody for uh, listening. Um, and liking and uh, commenting and uh, subscribing and sharing all of you. Like we're still growing. We can't believe it. We're really excited and we're hoping that uh, yeah, y'all will continue to stay tuned. Um, that's all we got, right? Sis? That's, that's all I got. Uh, so yeah, God bless y'all. Continue to drink your water, mind your business and moisturize. Mind your business because and moisturize, moisturize your, skin. your skin and moisturize your soul because your black will in fact and absolutely always crack if it's dry. Bye. Bye. That was loud. <laughs> that was loud. That was on Jennifer Hudson. I know, right? <laughs> God damn. <laughs> heaven, heaven. <laughs> You guys are heavy on me. I don't like. <laughs> what was that other Jennifer Hudson noise? Uh, I can't think of what Tay. <laughs> she made a noise in that song, and Tay always used what, to make me do it. No, what's the well? I don't like. No, it wasn't. Star- it wasn't spotlight. Um. It was another noise she did in the song with Neil. I'm gonna think about it. Maybe I'll open the show with that next week. Hi, yeah, yeah. This is the ending. It bye. is. <laughs> oh, I-, I thought we said bye. Cut this mess out, Ty. Don't you put that nonsense in there. <laughs>